congratulations. You are still alive. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive. But not you. Not anymore. I'm good. How are you? Uh, good. This is the intro to my podcast, just so you know. <laughs> I love it. That's Welcome. Hi. Straight, sharp to the point, we're here. Yeah. Okay. And um, can you, because I know who you are, I'm looking at your lovely <laughs> face, can you please <laughs> tell people a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Jem, uh, better known as Jem the Piercer. I am a professional body piercer of six years, and I am now also a donor service nursing assistant with Yay. Australian Red Cross Lifeblood. So, yeah, gory stuff. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, I am also a one half of the Young and the Wrestlers podcast um, with the pop culturist of Ryan Betson, who did uh, an early episode of this show with you. Yeah, he was my first episode. Candyman. Mm-hmm. He was um he didn't realise that he was gonna be the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, Oh god, I'm number one. And I was like, Yeah, dude, you're number one. Yeah. We're doing it. <laughs> so, um what I'd like you to do is can you mm-hmm. in about thirty seconds give us a pitch for the movie you've chosen to talk about? Okay, so we're talking about Saw today. Saw uh, the best way to describe it is like a psychological thriller horror um, designed around um, one dude who's a bit sick and he's sick of people taking life for granted because he's sick and they're not. So he's showing them what it's like to be in that dire like, oh, no, I'm going to die like this. Like, you know, I want you to be grateful for your life if you get out of this because I'm dying and I don't have much left is the best way i guess <laughs> it's such a good um like lesson to learn and you never think mm. about that when it comes to horror movies that you're gonna learn no. a lesson it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of crazy because i'm um i'm putting together youtube videos at the moment where i do look at this kind of stuff but from a sociological perspective yes. so yeah i'm gonna do one on morality in saw and like the whole yes. concept of is this moral like where are the morals here in yeah. trying to teach people to enjoy, like, give it an ethical lesson, and how is it non-ethical in the execution? Yeah. yeah, and it's really interesting because it is not your normal sort of, it's not your normal concept for this kind of movie. Like, it really does give it that different sort of twist, and that's what that's what really engages me. I'm a sucker for like real psychological type stuff, like knowing how brains work, and yeah, it really does. Like, as the movie progresses, you see it all sort of pan out, like, as it would psychologically for anyone. And it really is, like, a really cool concept. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie because I think I was 15 when I saw it. About the same, yeah. Yeah, I was always into psychological thrillers. Like, I've really always enjoyed those types of movies and, you know, like, um, police investigation movies. And so I kind of saw this as that vein of genre in mm-hmm. the whole um like police trying to find the bad guy not yeah. as a horror movie yeah it's yeah a- it's an interesting mix because you see it from both sides because like 
one of my favorite one of my other favorite psychological sort of horror movies is a movie called cube and it's all designed around what's going on in that so there's no police stuff or anything going on so having this going on in this movie really gives it that fun little twist to it as well um and obviously we'll talk about it as it goes on but it really plays into the psychological side of everybody not just you know the jigsaw killer and the people in the room but the way it affects the police as well it's really like it's really well done and especially from some aussie dudes too some yeah guys, so yeah so um the movie released in 2004 um to like a test screening in the january and they were going to release it straight to dvd so it was going to go straight to movie don't even worry about a release but there was such a huge hype that they planned a huge um like screening like premiere screening for it in the october following that and yeah so after that every single one of it every single saw movie released in october so you were guaranteed that for halloween you were gonna see a saw movie so it was pretty cool yeah and i think that was one of the drawing factors to me as well was that it was like it was done by a local team like it's yeah. just like nothing's more exciting than being like oh god this is done by aussies like melbourne specifically i'm one of them so, <laughs> <laughs> well it was james didn't. wen and lee oh, hate like his last name like i said to you before wh for me makes an f noise because i have friends with wh as their first name like in their first name and it's a f sound so but i'm pretty sure it's just Winnell. i'm yeah. thinking that's how it's said and they were for our, from rmit i'm pretty sure oh wow yeah they did that's screen so and production at rmit and so they wrote this in 2001 it failed heaps getting the script across the line and mm. then eventually they took it to los angeles and produced a short film and in that, they had, um, I can't remember, it might have been Lee. He was in that reverse bear trap that we see later on in the film. Ah, uh, yes. And that was this short that they put together and pitched it. And it was picked up in 2003 by um, a production company called Evolution Entertainment. And I don't know much about that. But what they did was they created... Um, a production label called Twisted Pictures, and that's yes. what released Saw eventually. And yeah. they gave them a budget of $1.2 million. Wow. Guess how much it grossed at the box office? How much? $103 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Good yeah. job. A hundred times the amount that they spent on it. That's insane. Yeah. That's so good. And they filmed the entire film in 18 days. Oh, no way! Yeah. (laughs) That's even more baffling, because to me, like, the way it's all put together, it definitely seems like it's a very long-winded process, because there's a lot of elements to this movie. Mm. But the fact that they've put it together so quick, that's insane. Well, see, that's the funny thing, that all those elements are filmed inside a warehouse, so because of their restricted budget, they didn't do a lot of different locations at different places, you know, because mm. it costs money to get there. And yeah. so they built every set inside a warehouse. That's crazy. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I'm thinking back to, like, a scene where they've got, like, a photo of um, somebody being at, at Larry's house. Yeah. Um, with the family, the mother and daughter, and, like, the windows are very warehouse windows now that I think about yeah. it. That's wild. They look like they live in a warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. 
Wow. Reading all this stuff, and because I'll sometimes research a movie, and because this is one of my top five horror movies, mm-hmm. I was just like, I need all the fun facts for this episode. 100%. Because <laughs> yeah. I am... Um, I am not a... I'm not an Eli Roth torture porn fan. Mm. But Saw, and the way it... um, It was not doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. There was a a reason that they were creating the movies the way that they did, with the gore that they did, with the torture that they did. There, yeah. It wasn't a, um unnecessary level of gore. Yeah. It was realistic. You know, like, if you got in that situation and, you know, you land in a pool of needles, like, this is what's going to happen to you. Yeah, exactly right. And like I said before, it is it is one of those movies, especially at such a young age for both of us first watching it, it is a really good entry-level movie into that sort of world. Yeah. So for me, it was the first movie that I actually sat down on my own and watched because yeah. I was petrified of those sorts of movies. Oh, you know, really? my, brother used to, <laughs> my brother used to hold me down and force me to watch them as a child. So, like, it took oh, me a long on. time. Pickles is going to make a guest appearance. <laughs> Welcome, Pickles. Every time. I love it. Come on. What do you want? Ah! Oh, so cute. This is Pickles. <laughs> Hello, Pickles. You're so cute. She is. You want to go on my bed? There you go. So she just wants to come in here and fuck shit up. <laughs> She's come to party. Stop. Okay, you can come in here, but I don't want to hear you. You can be seen and not heard. Come on. Come here. Sit on my lap. <laughs> Come on. So cute. My grandma must be in the shower. Ah. Okay, there you go. Not okay. getting enough attention? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. She should have heard her at my door this morning. Ned and I were trying to sleep. And it's just like, because her claws aren't really that long because she's so small. And yeah. it's just like a rough noise on yeah, the, the door pop, and pop, that's pop, it. Pop, pop, pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but now she's watching. she's watching the screen on Audacity. She likes Aww. that. Don't yeah. you? <laughs> hey. Don't you scratch that. That's why I have to lock my cats out because they will walk <laughs> up straight over the top of my laptop and just fuck shit up. Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> trying to. No, because you're going to, you're going to, tr- you're going to exit something on my keyboard. Not allowed. Yep. My okay. cats do the same. <laughs> yeah. So in saying, when we were talking about that budget, according to the mm. BBC, the Saw, and I don't know if they're talking about like the franchise or that movie in particular, it is one of the most profitable horror movies of all time. Wow. Which makes sense, you know, when they're, you know, I know you can use the word quadrupling or tripling or doubling. What do you call it? Centuring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's literally baffling. It's amazing. And to yeah. think two, two Australian dudes. Yeah. And I feel, and I was saying this to somebody a, a couple of weeks ago, that Australian horror movies are just a real, there's like a, there's something about them. There's just mm-hmm. something so different about them. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree. Obviously, like, I think with American films and stuff like that, it really is, like, it's Hollywoodized. Like, it's really, like, yeah. just... It's romanticized and just way too like overdone and over exaggerated. Whereas like these guys have really have put it, yeah, exactly. Mm. They've just put it like we're just real like straight to the point, like real on top of it. So it's like yeah. you know, there's no piss fighting around, no like crazy <laughs> cinema cinematics or anything like that. It's just like 
this is how it would play out. This is how yeah. it is. Like, it's yeah, really no raw. Shit. If yeah, like, if anything, yeah. And you could see yourself in that position. Like, it's like they've put themselves in that position and said, like, this is how we would react in that situation. Yeah, like else. in Wolf Creek. Um, yeah, that movie terrifies me. Yeah, I I watched it once and I was like this the entire like <laughs> fing- like looking through my fingers the entire time. That's just did one you that I still. Um, did you ever meet the singer of Storm the Sky? Yes. That's his dad. John Jarrett is his dad. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And yeah. you know his mum is like, um, Noni. Noni. Yeah, yeah. play school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing because um, yeah. I used to go to gigs and see his, if he was at a Sydney show because his dad lives in, his mum and dad live in the eastern suburbs. Mm. And so you'd see his dad at shows and people would be freaking out watching him in the crowd. And I'd be like, it's Will's dad. Yeah. (laughs) It's wild. Yeah. It's so sad because I love that band. I love them so much. fun. I know um, just on the subject of like people with famous parents, a uh, friend of mine races like, she races like classic motorcycles. Oh, wow. I met the Hemsworth dads. Because she races against him in class. No way! That is yeah. so cool. I met their old man. Yeah, it was wild. That's amazing. Is he really cool like them? He's super chill. Yeah, he's yeah. real chill. Yeah, <laughs> they're from like Byron Bay, like, aren't they? I think so. And he's humble yeah. as hell. Like she beat him out in a competition, and he came over. He's like, "Hey, awesome work, man!" Like he was real humble about it. it was Aww, awesome. That's so cool. My um, yeah. my great grandfather used to ride Harley's. Oh, and cute. he made so much money in the, this was like in the 30s that he retired yeah. at 30 32 years old or something oh wow throughout like just before the great depression yeah living the dream yeah just oh, i'm retiring i've made enough money i was like yeah. what? What? <laughs> hi i'm 30 can i retire now yeah i'm feeling the same i just have to start a new just like a second job like this is not fair <laughs> i just started tutoring kids so yeah <laughs> kill me now and that's only for 30 dollars an hour i was like that'll look 30 bucks on my credit card every week i have it paid off in no time that's pretty good that's about (laughs) what i'm making with the second job which is pretty nice yeah that sounds heaps good my sister's in aged care and gets like 21 dollars an hour oh wild it's rude yeah it's rude i don't like it i was like i was in hospitality earning what 26 27 dollars an hour yeah yeah it's ridiculous huh hospitality is probably just as bad like if not worse than retail yeah yeah oh i can agree definitely i'm very lucky to do the two jobs that i do so yeah (laughs) all right let's dive into this movie so i've got my notes i know that i didn't send you our prep notes but we both rewatched the movie so we're sweet yes (laughs) cool um so the opening scene is the bathroom well we don't really know it's a bathroom yet yeah it's just a dark room and adam is in there his name is adam stenheit and it's he is actually played by lee winnell oh wow yeah so the writer of the film uh who helped write the script and like the narrative he is in the movie he's one of the main characters best person to do it i say yeah, and I think he was really great in it, to be honest. Yeah, so. definitely. How did he get rid of his Australian accent, though? Oh, look, if like, I, I'm fascinated with Margot Robbie and how she can do it. Like, it's amazing mm. how how good voice coaches can be to help people, like, forget that they have, like, the most bogan accents. 
because I was going to say, yeah, all Aussies sound really bogan. So Yeah, exactly. You listen to Margot Robbie speak. She sounds like the biggest bogan. Hold on. Pickles is scratching me. Get off me. I don't want to, I don't want to be your friend. Okay, she's out. <laughs> One, two, three, go. <laughs> she was not happy when I told her I didn't want to be her friend. Uh, yeah. That's so, fine. Um, <laughs> get out. Um, so they, he also sees across the room Dr. Lawrence Gordon, mm-hmm. played by Kerry Ills. E-L-W-E-S. How do you even say that? Yules? Yeah. Yules. 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 Let's go with that. Yeah. That's how you say, what's the female sheep called? A you? A you, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yules? That sounds, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I'm really bad at English. <laughs> yeah, I suck with names. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> oh, so, um, then the light goes on. Mm-hmm. It flashes on those really odd fluorescents that come on. And yeah. from what I read today, the film originally got a certain rating in America uh, because of the lighting and, like, the aesthetic tone. Not because of the content. Interesting. Yeah. And so it got, like, a... And I don't know what an NC-17 is. Oh, I it's think... like our, like... It's like our MA, basically. Oh, okay. Because it is an MA film here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. But the reasons that they gave it that is because of the lighting and the tone of the film. I was yeah. like, that's so weird. Interesting. I like it, though. I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah, definitely. Not even the content. It's just yeah. It's the just aesthetic. It's got that dark rim filter, so <laughs> must be they for just, adults. Uh, they got some Instagram filters out. and Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of lo-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the first Instagram filters, though? Oh, they yes. horrible. Yeah, they were wild. Oh, I love them. Yeah. So um, crazy borders and stuff. <laughs> There's a man in the middle of the room in this really danky bathroom. Um, yeah. Actually, Adam wakes up in a bathtub. Yes. That's right, and falls out. And yeah. um, that's really important so, yeah. in the film to remember. So that's that what happening. causes that dark entrance. Is like the idea is that you're waking up as him underwater yeah. in that bathtub, and he jumps up out of it. Yeah, well, they used two different cameras for the two characters, for Adam and for Larry. So with Larry, yeah. they used, like, wide panning shots yeah. that moved quite slowly. And with Adam, they used a handheld, like, to oh, give wow. it more of, like, a very, um, like, oh, what's the word? Um, you're Sorry? anticipating something and it's like, oh, yeah, really, yeah. like, disjointed. And I think that's to show the contrast in the two characters, maybe, or to show the situation and how they're feeling. I'm yeah. not too sure. But it, you can definitely see the difference between the two um, yeah. like techniques used. Mm-hmm. And so um, they, you know, we're in here. How the hell did we get here? And um, they... Oh, where does... Yeah. So they end up finding um, the... Tapes. Yes, in their pocket there's tapes. Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> I've I've written my notes before this bit, and I was like, why is that there? That's meant to be down here. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so, um, Adam, the the corpse in the middle of the room, actually has the recorder, 
And so he gets it. And Adam is told that he needs to escape. Mm-hmm. While Gordon's tape tells him he needs to kill Adam by six o'clock. Or his wife, Alison, and his daughter, Diana, will be killed. Yes. And so I really like how this tape opens up and basically says, you might be in the room that you die in. I was like, yeah. oh, what's going to... Oh. And it's because it's been so long since I've watched this as well. Like, at least maybe eight years mm-hmm. since I watched... Because I watched, like, the whole franchise that was out at the time. So yeah, I think Saw 5 was just coming out. Yeah, I was about the same. Yeah, <laughs> getting ready to watch them all. <laughs> yeah. But um, so they are in this, yeah, the bathroom is just really, it really sets a mood, doesn't it? It it's does. Really... I think like like you were saying before with the different camera styles and just the whole setup and the lighting and just the mood of the whole room, it really does set it up. Um, like you can see those two different perspectives, uh, like, um, from each character as well as like the mood just, it really does set the scene for like something that you'd expect that type of scene to go in on. Like if I was in that situation, I'd expect to be in a really decrepit, like some like old about to be demolished warehouse. Like you'd expect to be put somewhere where nobody's going to think about it. Nobody's going to even think to look for you there. Yeah, exactly right. And it really does set that tone. And it's just like, well, I'm going to die in here. Excellent. Yeah, exactly Great. I know that that's what's going to happen here. Yeah, especially when you see Larry, like, pushing on that door and you just can't get it open. Yeah, that door is... uh, That's concerning. Yeah. Because we later learn it's a sliding door. So maybe if he had just slid the door... Instead of pushing, maybe if you had a sort of... Yeah. Maybe you would have gotten out, Larry. It's not out. Yeah. (laughs) Ruined everything. (laughs) I just remembered that because I was like, wait, at the end the door slides open. Yeah. Yep. Exactly right. Which again, like at the end of the movie, you see things that are just like, holy shit, this could have ended a totally different way. Yeah. So that's the thing that gets me with this movie as well, is there's so many different endings that this one scenario could take. Yeah. And, and I think it sets so that up. Mm-hmm. And that's with all the movies as well. Cause in the yeah. second one, there's eight people, I think, and they're all together. Yes. In that one yeah. house or something. Yeah. yeah and it's kind of like a cube scenario yeah yep, exactly right mm. it's and yep. but everyone goes through each of their own fears isn't it yes oh yeah the exactly needle bath right. that will stick with me yeah forever. yeah so obviously that's amanda which we will yes. speak about later in the movie but yeah one of the things that did draw me into this movie as well is i am a huge becca fan and the chick who plays amanda <laughs> plays the plays the secretary and becca yeah and when i saw her face in the ad i was like I want to see what else she can do. Because she played that that bimbo so well that, like, I just wanted to see what else was in her repertoire. And, like, watching the Saw franchise go along, like, it just, she's what kept me engaged, even from, like, the word go in this movie. She just played her character so well. She's, um, Shawnee, Shawnee Smith? I think so, yes. Or Shawnee? Because her name's, like, S-H-A-W-N-E-E. Yeah. I've always pronounced it as Shawnee. Yeah, that's that sounds right to me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, basically, they end up finding the hacksaws in the back of the toilet. Yes. And Adam going into that toilet made me want to heave. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, totally. he's heaving, and I'm like, oh, oh stop. Yeah. And then it's like I should have just opened the cistern. 
I think that's yeah. another thing that I loved about it too is like Jigsaw's such a calculated like dude. Like you see Larry listening to that tape a couple of times before he's like the toilet and he notices the love heart on it. He's like, yeah, the toilet. Cause he said something about, you know, something about the word heart and the end of that tape real subtly, which is just those little setups, which is really fascinating. And it's kind of because, you know, he's put them on a time limit as well. Yes. And he's just like, are they going to finish? Are they going to, sorry, are they going to figure out my riddles? Are they going to figure out the puzzles and the seeds that I'm planting along the way for them to yeah. maybe get out of here? You don't yeah. know. Which is interesting that he sets them up to succeed. Yeah, he does. Little, yeah, it's literally like a jigsaw puzzle. Like if you if you figure it out, you can succeed. You can put Just... it all together. You put the pieces together, you're done. But exactly it. It's so fascinating. The only thing with this one is that one of them's guaranteed to die. But were they? That's I don't the know. thing. Because He's he like, says when it comes to, to Adam, the end of you've the got movie. to escape. Yeah. But Gordon, you've got to kill Adam. Well, Larry's yeah. got to kill Adam. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, when it comes to that end of the movie and we find out what the whole, like how the whole thing could have been different, both of them probably could have survived it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really fascinating how it all works. Mm. Because, oh yeah, Adam could have just gotten out, gone and gotten help, come back. Well, I figure like with that, you know, I feel like being the same sort of setup, they'd be the same key for the same locks. So yeah. Yep. If we're jumping ahead, you do notice right at the start of the movie as Adam's getting up, you see like a light go down the drain. Turns out right at the end of the movie, that is the key to get them out of there. And he has like a little flashback to it going down the drain. Yeah, down the drain. Yep. Yep, exactly it. So they could have both gotten out of there alive. Yeah. And that's what's so fascinating about the whole different, like there's so many different, it's like a choose your own story type thing. Yeah. Like a Goosebumps book where you get to choose your own ending. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. And that's what I loved about it. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. I was so sucked into Goosebumps as a kid. So I (laughs) think that sort of, yeah, pick your own ending thing is really sort of fascinating to me, even though like it's not me picking the ending. It's like this could have gone so many different ways. Yeah. For me, I always used to deny that I was like, the creepy horror lover kid yeah. and then I look back and I'm like I I had goosebumps I liked all the spooky movies mm-hmm. I watched yeah. The Ring at like 12 years old yeah yeah. Oh, I went definitely... from fairies and butterflies to like Nightmare Before Christmas and all that sort of oh I didn't even stuff. go to the fairies and butterflies it was just straight oh, that... to yeah, no. Nightmare Before Christmas and setting my Barbie camper van on fire while I pushed yeah. it down the hill at my dad's <laughs> That was my cousin's idea. He planted that seed in my head and I was like, that's a that's really a good great, idea. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Let's set the camper van on fire and push it down the hill near your house. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All my Barbies out the top like, ah, set her on fire. <laughs> oh, God. They're twisted. on a timer. If the Barbies don't get out by a certain time, they'll set yeah. on fire. <laughs> I want to play a game, Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that was me as a kid. Oh, I love it. (laughs) But I deny that I was that messed up. But, (laughs) you know. I mean, it's beneficial now. You've got a podcast out of it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, they realise that they can use the hacksaws to cut through their chains. Which doesn't work for Adam because his breaks. Yes. And, um... 
Larry's like, wait a second. We have to cut through our ankles to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And um, that's uh, terrifying. Yes. Like yeah. having to inflict that pain on yourself and making the decision that you are so desperate to get out of that situation. Obviously, Larry is to save his wife and his daughter. Yeah. But like, oh. Yeah. But the thing is, like, straight after this, it does come to light. Like, you know, Adam's like, how do you know that? And Larry's like, because I have a feeling I know who's doing this. Yeah. Um, Because it brings you into the story of previous jigsaw killings and what's happened with them. Yeah. So, like, um, for instance, there's an episode with um, one guy who they find, like, wrapped up in barbed wire who is trying to find his way out. And the reason that was done was because he tried to slit his wrists or something like that. And yeah, he had tried to commit like, suicide. And yeah, Jigsaw's, and Jigsaw's like, was you like, want to take your own life? You yeah. want to do that? I was like, oh, yeah. that's mean. Yeah, if you, you know, you're going to know what it really feels like to cut yourself. You have to get through this barbed wire. And if you don't do it in, like, by 3 p.m. or whatever, in three yeah. hours, the door you're slams shut. You're stuck in here. Yeah. I really liked this that scene where they kind of fast-forward in like a disjointed fast forward, like his yeah. movement through the maze. And I was like, oh, yeah. I love it. It makes me feel yeah. so sick. And that, that green colour palette just sets that mood as yeah. well. That like sick feeling of like, you know. Um, well, that's because he cut his stomach open and um, his bile slicked yes. out. And I was like, green, bile, that's why the room's green. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fascinating how they yeah. put those elements together. Um and then um, there was another one with a guy that was like, he had numbers all over the walls and he had a candle and a safe and he had to figure out the code to the safe. But he had to be careful because he was covered in a substance that if he ignited would like burn him, which obviously is what happened. Yeah, because he and had every- a poison in his system and needed yes, the antidote. antidote. But they didn't say why he was there. In- yeah, I don't, uh, maybe I know he would have because they listened to the tapes, like the detectives, which is Denny Glover and um, I think it, yeah, Ken Leong. Ken Leong. Yes. Yeah, who play um, Detectives Tap and um, Sing Sing. Yes. So, yeah, which are really cool. So that's what um, brings in like that crime investigation element where yes. I really enjoyed that juxtaposition between them trying to find Jigsaw. And then, like, what led up to the situation that they're in now. Yes. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Because Adam's like, um, how do you know all this stuff? And he's like, well, I was a suspect. Yeah, exactly it. Because he's uh, at one of the crime scenes. Um, he's the second one, I believe, the one with all the barbed wire and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, oh, no, the second Larry's one's the one with the glass. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, Larry's pen was found there. He's like, his pen light from the hospital. So that's what sort of put him in as a suspect. Um, And then he goes on to talk about how he was taking it in. And then so far the only survivor, Amanda, um, she was brought in to tell her story. Yeah. Um, yeah, Which was intense. Yeah. Watching that scene. This is probably my favourite scene in the entire movie. Yeah. Because of how... um, like, it made me distressed. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the movies in the Saw franchise that have just those timed moments, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of them are, 
where you know they've only got like three minutes to do something and you're like yeah. just hurry up and because yeah. when um you know jigsaw like the puppet comes up on the screen and he's like you know um you've got a timer you've got to get the key it's in your cellmate's stomach yeah and she's got like this contraption that just looks painful as it is on her mm-hmm. head yeah, and she does mention all she can taste is blood and metal. So it would have been, pe- like, like, I believe it was attached to her upper and lower mandible. Yeah, like, I think it's in, like, her mouth, like a yeah. claw. Yeah. And Bear trap just... scare me as is. Having yeah. Having the worst one in my mouth is petrifying. You yeah. see how quickly they snap. Going the other way, like, you just know it's not going to look Well, nice. they sh- Yeah, they showed the video where she's just like, um, okay, I've got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And it's exactly. not until she gets up that she actually starts the timer and this is where i get distressed yeah because she's like screaming like trying to get this off her face i'm like no you know where the key is but i know that if i was in that situation i'd do the exact same thing yeah but at the same time you're like oh no i'd go straight to the body but you know you wouldn't you wouldn't be like shit shit what can i do to get this off like especially because it wasn't until she stood up that that timer triggered yeah and that's where like fight or flight hits and you're like shit 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 get it off get it off and then it takes you like a minute to be like, oh shit. And that's like, like the, the movie gives the illusion of like it being a 60 second timer, but I'm pretty sure it's about yeah. a 60 minute timer. So I think she's got an hour on hold, but um, the way the movie sets it up with that whole, like it makes you feel like it's only a 60 second thing. Like it really does set that anticipation, which yeah. is what sort of gets you on the edge of your seat. Like, is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? Like, and I mean, I've seen this movie a hundred times. But I will still freak out watching this scene. Yeah, yeah, me too. It is just, it really is one of those scenes, like, it shows why the movie was such a success, because it yeah. is so captivating in that, that it, respect. It, it really is. And it's because it's stuff that had never been done before. Yeah. Like, this concept had never been done before, and it's just yeah. so amazing. And, you know, like, we have our slashes with our supernatural uh, antagonists and murderers, and, you know, mm. you know in Nightmare on Elm Street it's going to be Freddy Krueger, and you know he's going to come into your dreams, and you, you know exactly what's going to happen. You can basically tell yeah. the story without even watching the movie. Yeah. But this... Is just something next level that I yeah. just appreciate so much in like the cinematography, the music. I'm not even aware of really because yeah. it's got is everything. It's more the sound of like the contraptions and the yeah. soaring and gunshots that really set everything off, rather than any yeah. music. Yeah, and normally I'm a sucker for like a good score in a in a in a film, but this yeah. just didn't need it. Yeah, it's definitely, like, you compare a movie like this to, say, a movie like Hostel, where it is just, like, that heavy-based gore, um, and it is just, like, you know, they're literally killing for fun, whereas, yeah. like, Jigsaw's, like, it's not the same thing. Every episode is tailored to every person that he puts in that scenario, and, yeah. you know, like, Amanda even says in her interview, she's like, you know, I was a drug addict, like, he helped me. Yeah. Um. So he really does, like, he really is out there to try and make people, like, like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, really appreciate their life for what it is. Like, yeah. you know, you don't really appreciate life until you think you're about to lose it, which is, you know, the situation that we find Jigsaw in because it does sort of come out who he is throughout the movie. Yeah. 
and which I thought this, was awesome. Yeah, and I think that that is he's probably. And the thing is, like, I'm always on the fence. Is he a protagonist or he is he the antagonist? Yeah. It's like, what role does he play in this? Like, I feel like and he's a bit what, of both. Yeah, and that's what gets. It's you amazing. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's and like, this is what know, I was talking about, like that morality thing, and it's just yeah. like, okay, these people have done some pretty fucked up shit. Like in their own rights, yeah. And what he's doing is really messed up. But yeah. do they do they cross each other out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's that weird balance of like, oh, like I get why he's doing it, but is it the right reason to be doing it? Like, yeah, it really does. Yeah, it really crosses that boundary of morality there, and it really like pushes that thought in your brain too of. I kind of cheer for Jigsaw in some of the movies. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah, fuck yeah, you teach that dickhead. You teach him that lesson. And then I'm like... But at like, the same time, you're like, oh, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't want to die like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, I think it's in the second one, the boxes with, like, the the reverse, like, thing where you can go into them, but as you come out, the blade's, like, contracting yeah. your wrists. That yeah. was the biggest petrifying factor for me. I remember for so long, <laughs> Hungry Jacks on their boxes have the little X in the back to make it easier to fold open and close. For so long, I could not touch that thing because I was scared my finger was going to get trapped in that. <laughs> yeah, like that's how that's how psychological sore gets ya. And you're just like, oh, it's gotten me at work now. Thanks. Yeah, exactly it. And yeah, we'll talk about that later. But like, even like, I had an incident at work the other day that was just like, well, not so much an incident, but like, it's just part of the job. It happens sometimes. But I was just like, as I was watching the movie, I was waiting for this to happen. (laughs) Because you're like, I know this happens. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to see if it actually happens in the movie like it does in real life. The only thing that concerns me about this scene with Amanda is that she cut open the stomach of a semi-conscious dude. Yes. Who but it she is... thought was dead. Yeah, he wakes up right before she attacks him. Yeah. But I wonder what he is... did to get put there. Yeah, that's what gets you too, is like there's so many reasons for it. Why but is he he's there? Like, yeah, Are you there? Apparently, yeah, apparently he's conscious, but he couldn't feel a thing. Because yeah, they say that he was on so... heaps of drugs and yeah, so whatever. And which is obviously going to put the doctor in that, in that sort of scenario as well, because he... Um, you know, he has access to those things. Yeah. Well, it's he's an oncologist, so he'd have yeah. access to, like, some pretty hectic drugs. Exactly right. So it really does set that tone for, like, how easy it could be misconstrued to have the wrong suspect. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. And because um, Tap gets so obsessed with him as well. Yes. Like, Danny Glover's character. And do you know yeah. what really friggin' was so cool is that... Um, they filmed Denny Glover's scenes and Shawnee Smith's scenes in like two days. Wild. But they filmed the bathroom scenes across six days and in chronological order. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So that the characters, like the actors and characters, would feel the exact things that yeah. their, um, the, you know, the characters they were playing would have felt. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's so they would have gone through it. the motions of it yeah. rather than doing like this really hectic yeah. scene and then doing a mellow scene. No, they like went from like yeah. zero to 100 across yeah. like six days. Yeah. And I think it's really good to do that as well because that's sort of like, I mean, basically it's like a day for an hour, essentially. Like it's yeah. basically set out in a six hour format. So you've got six days, 
every day relates to each hour and you're sort of progressively seeing them getting more and more worn out. So yeah, exactly. it really just, yeah, it's just so seamless the way they've done it. And like for something that when you look back on it now, it's it's like an older sort of movie. It still holds mm. up so well because it was so ahead of its time at the time. Oh, absolutely. And I forget that it was made, what, 15, 16 years ago? Yeah, 17 exactly. years ago. Yeah. I was watching it like, holy shit, like how was this released so long ago? Yeah, Absolutely. And what's really cool is that um, because of their budget restrictions, because mm. by the end of it, they only had like $700,000 to spend. Yeah. So they had no time for rehearsals. And a lot of the film, like the footage in the film was them rehearsing. Wow. Different scenes. And they'd be like, okay, that was great. Cut it, put it in the film. That's so cool. Cause it gives yeah. it a more organic feel. Absolutely. Because it's just like some of those scenes, they would have gone in ready to do it and be like, okay, so how do I react in this situation? And that first go might have been the go. Yeah. And they would, you know, one would have been like, yep, done, cool, love it, go. Yeah. And I feel like he did that in Paranormal Activity as well. Yeah. Because he wrote and directed that. That's such a good movie. Bloody Aussies. We know what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how, like, how much of a grip we have on it how we're really not that like glamorized in those respects and we really do yeah bring out that real like gritty realness to it yeah i want to write a horror movie about a sleep paralysis demon oh that would be intense yeah that would be so intense but it basically like stalks a group of six people so they're all having like the same sleep paralysis demon dreams oh wow yeah i just don't know how to write a script so yeah that's the hard part yeah there's so many like places you go that you're just like like you see like old broken down buildings and stuff like that and you're like they probably filmed a sore in that (laughs) every time i go past like old buildings like that i'm like they probably filmed sore there (laughs) they put sore in (laughs) That. Oh, I'm no I drive past those and I'm like someone cut somebody up in that building yeah <laughs> like that's where my brain goes or yeah. there's a ghost that haunts that yeah definitely oh, I'll just say to them it'll be like ghosts live in that building right yeah yeah I'm all about ghost tours and stuff like that I'm all about oh me too when you come stuff. up to Sydney we should go to the quarantine station yes I've never been but let's yeah, go let's do it I'm down <laughs> All right. I studied in a sweet. former mental hospital for two years. It was really cool. Oh, see, I'm psychiatric hospitals like abandoned ones actually terrify me. Yeah. See, so they turned one in Sunbury up into like into a, a vicuni. So it was an old mental <sighs> hospital. They turned into a university, and it was so spoopy. No, not for me. I, I love it. Why the padded do... cells were still intact. It was great. Uh, oh no. See, my dad was in the in the uh, in the army, and he was a military police officer. Mm-hmm. And so their old army jail has been there since like Holsworthy Army Base opened. So wow. like, I don't even know, nineteen seventies or something like that. It opened, and I used to get told that if I was naughty, I'd be going to army jail. Oh no! And one time, Dad, we actually had to go in there, and they have a padded cell in there, and just that image scares the shit out of me and my dad's like you know we hardly ever had to use it yeah but just the thought of it creepy the army jail is terrifying it's yeah looks like it's spooky yeah i bet yeah so that's probably explains why i'm as fucked up as what i am (laughs) (laughs) 
mentally yeah. and emotionally emotionally yeah. stunted because i was gonna yeah. go to army jail yeah <laughs> even like oh a couple of years ago i actually did an anzac service like dawn service with my dad and it's usually held at the mp barracks mm-hmm. and um behind us was the army jail and i was like mm, i hate it here <laughs> yeah. i was 27 years old <laughs> oh i love it hold on but that- pickles butter off <laughs> Can I help you? Yeah, I'm sorry. Nothing. Do you, th- you think you could have like told me that when I get off my phone call? <laughs> She's like, it's garbage night. Put the bins out for me. <laughs> I'm just like, you didn't want to tell me in like an hour when I'm done? No. Every time I'm, every time I do a podcast at night, she'll be like, I love um, it. can you just do this for me? Oh my god. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm busy. It's like she with knows. the and the wrestlers, we have we have uh, Ryan's son James break in all the time. Oh uh, yeah, adorable. He did it with us as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like hello, he's and he's like so dancing adorable. across the screen. I know he's so cute. <laughs> he was like drawing us pictures one night. It was adorable. He's like, look, it's Gemma, and it was like this pink scribble, and I was like, oh, that's so oh, sweet, buddy. That looks just like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is really cool. I, and I really love this scene. So we're going back mm. into um, Gordon has been, well, Larry has been released from custody. Or not custody, yeah. from his interview or whatever because his yeah. alibi checked out because he was with another woman. Yes, which he and has to admit. <laughs> somehow Tap and Singh have basically pieced together uh, from Amanda's video where his Jigsaw's hideout is. Yes. And so they go there, and yeah. um, they find a man who's in a trap. And what really freaked me out and creeped me out is the diorama of the bathroom. Yes. I was like, no. Yeah. That's happening. Is That that yeah. wasn't happening right then. That's like a future, like, this is yeah. my plan for the future. Yeah. How many steps ahead he is is just petrifying. Yeah. Like you said, calculated. Like, everything yeah. is planned out yeah and um so this is where um oh excuse me um they end up shooting jigsaw but he escapes yes or do they shoot him they do shoot him they do what happens is like so jigsaw's coming upstairs so they hide themselves and he because they've found not only the dioramas but that trap as well so they cover it back up not to suspect anything and hide themselves and then as jigsaw comes up and he reveals the the patient he talks or the 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 um victim and he talks about how like you are a test subject for this so he must just pick people to actually test these traps on first (laughs) which is petrifying yeah exactly so he um as he does that um the detectives come out with their guns ablazing, like just like put it down and he's like oh crap like i'm busted but he gives like and a he, massive monologue as well yeah because he triggers the trap and he's like you've got to do this basically like he saw this coming as well it's like he's catching yeah. this happening too oh, it's um, nuts but i don't think he accounted for i believe it's sing sing is that his oh yeah. sing i must have put yeah. sing sing twice yeah sing sing's sing. a prison <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, seeing he um he doesn't like he's like how do we get this guy out of it? And they're like you got 20 seconds and he's like the keys are in the box over there and it's a massive wad of keys. And like yeah. Sing, Sing's just like 
I know, and whips out his handgun and just shoots the mechanisms off, which I, you, that's obviously something that Jigsaw didn't account for. So yeah. he ends up whipping out a blade and slicing Trap's throat. Like, and that that gets me. That that bit petrified me. Yeah. And then things like, just stay here, like, you're going to be all right. Like, I'll go get him, I'll go get him. And runs off after him with the shotgun. Um, to which, like, immediately, like, Tap can tell that there's something wrong there because you see him start yeah. to stagger out and down the stairs. Like, don't do it, don't do it. And then you see, as they're going through a hallway, um, seeing shoots... Uh, jigsaw in the back with the shotgun and yeah. he drops and as he slowly starts to walk up he trips a wire and cops a shotgun yeah. straight to the head straight down that was full on that yeah bit. that really um that irked me yeah like, same. i just was like oh yeah. he knew every move like he yeah. accounted for every possible move that was going to be made in that scenario yeah, and it's crazy how calculated that is. Like, yeah. he's for somebody who's dying of like a serious brain tumor or something like that. Like, he's had a lot of time to think all of this. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do lying in a hospital bed? And um, you know, this is sort of where you put two and two together. Is when you see um, you know, Larry in hospital talking about his patient and somebody comes up and he's like, oh, his name is John. He's a very fascinating person. That's when it triggers that you're just like, the minute that guy says, oh, he's a really fascinating person, you're like, it's him. Is that him? It's him. No, like, yeah, yeah, the guy in the bed. It's the guy in the bed. Like, I don't know, for me, it immediately put two and two together. Like, this is Jigsaw. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you do see sort of remnants of that throughout the movie as well. Yeah, so and they plant a lot of that, um, that flashbacks scene, yeah. and, and whatnot into that. So you're like, oh, yeah, is it, so it, is it him or is it the orderly or is it somebody yeah. else? But you know that they're, you're starting to piece together the fact that everybody is connected. Yes. Kind of like, um, what's that movie? Um, Crash? Oh, I think it's called Crash, but there's like this massive car accident and you find out that everybody's lives, everybody who dies in this accident or is injured in this accident's lives are interconnected somehow. Interesting. It's a, yeah. I'm going to find it. I think it's, I can't yeah. remember exactly what it's called, but my best friend when I was like 20, he's like, you've got to watch this movie. You've got to watch this movie. It's so good. And when I watched mm. it, it blew my mind. It was so fantastic. Yeah. And that's what gets you with it as well is, like, you see how it ties in, like, how Larry's pen got planted is clearly John's taking it in the hospital and, yeah. um, you know, um, you know, you immediately get a weird vibe from that orderly as well that mentions his name. Oh. So you're like, he's yeah. somehow got to be intertwined in this as well. He's just creepy anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. He's just, he's clearly just part of this. Um, so. And then, yeah, it finally, like, the only person's piece who is really missing is Adam's. Adam. Yeah. Which we find out later on, because yeah. at this point, um, the orderly, which you don't find out until a little bit later on, has actually taken Diana and Allison captive in their yes. home. And Allison is just brilliant in this yeah. scene and the, the scenes that follow that she's in. I'm not too sure who the actress is, but she's just really fantastic. Yeah, and she does. She was casted job. so well for yeah. the role. Yeah. 100%. And um, 
So since Singh's death, Tap has been discharged from the police force because he went a little bit cuckoo. Yeah. And he's set up camp across the road from the Gordon's home. Yes. <laughs> Watching In a crazy them. little... It really is that, like, that really unhinged, like, he's clearly lost his mind and he's got, like, walls filled with, like, stuff about the jigsaw killer and He's stuff got his like murder that. wall. Like, yeah, he's got his murder wall and then some, like, it really is. He's, like, surveilling almost like Jigsaw does. It's, like, yeah, it's super baffling. And that's sort of, like, when he's surveilling is when you figure out that that orderly is the yeah. one that's in the house and it's not um, it's not Larry. Yeah, um, but he's watching through his lens and he's like, oh, you know, does your husband know you've got a friend over? And it's just like, yeah. you idiot. You blind fool. Yeah, exactly. Like you've been right. watching this house for how long and you've never seen that guy show up and now all of a sudden it's oh, it's a boyfriend of the wife? Yeah. You dickhead. Yeah, but he's so hell bent that it's Larry yeah. that he just yeah. That killed his partner. Have... Yeah, exactly. He and that's where have he kind of on anyone else. Yeah, he lost like his touch in reality. He definitely did. And so yeah. Yeah, so, um... exactly right. Uh so we go back to the bathroom because we haven't been to the bathroom for a while. Yeah. So we haven't seen what's going on with Larry and Adam and um, Larry finds a box containing two cigarettes, um, a lighter and a cell phone, which he eventually finds out that it only can receive calls. It can't make calls. And he kind of discusses his abduction story. That he was, you know, out with a woman, um, and then he saw a uh, a pig-masked person, and then he just blacked out. He doesn't remember anything. Yeah. And um, <laughs> on, a, on I don't know, I can't remember if it was like another recording, but it tells him to um, poison Adam. With the yeah. the blood. <laughs> well, in the box, it has a little note that says, Oh, that's right. Like, yeah. Yeah, because at the start of the recording, it says, you know, with that much poison in your body, the only thing to do is put a bullet to your head. And the card says, you know, as a doctor, you know, there's more than uh, more than one way to kill somebody than a bullet. Yeah. Um, and it makes him think to that poison thing. And he's like, oh, I see. Poison the cigarette and that'll kill him. Yeah. And so they Adam fakes his own death. Yeah, because which I've obviously been watched through expect- a camera. Yeah, they figure yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, because yeah, they've obviously found out. Like, um, yeah, at They've one point Adam talks about cutting himself out or something like that, or cutting um, Larry or something like that, and he notices that that piece of glass that he broke off the mirror when he threw his uh, saw earlier um, was it was like a two way mirror. So there was yeah. somebody watching in. Um, so he breaks it down and they find the, the camera watching Oh, that's that. right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that all comes ahead. So what um, what um, Larry does is he, like, he dips the butt of the cigarette in the, um, in the, like, in the blood, in the poisoned blood, and then puts it back in the box. But there's two cigarettes in there. And he switches off the light, which obviously causes static across everything. So whoever's watching can't see. And he whispers really quietly so he can't hear. And that's when they do the whole, like, oh, hey, so you still want that cigarette? And he throws over the good cigarette and 
yeah, old yeah. mate fakes his death and then gets the shit shocked out of him. <laughs> yeah. He's not dead. <laughs> and Larry thought he was faking it. And he's like, yeah. why would I fake being electrocuted? Yeah, exactly it. Until he's Larry like, they just want to see if he's still alive. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, yeah, see, told you. Yeah. Exactly it. Which is you what idiot. you do. You just like, told you so. Yeah. And then that's when um, we find out about Adam. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we don't find out about Adam yet because he, they actually get a phone call mm-hmm. from Allison. But before that, um, oh, no, this is, sorry, this is the phone call. Yep. Yep. This yeah. is the phone call. <laughs> Allison says, don't trust Adam. Don't believe his lies. Um, yeah, he knows. Blah, you. blah, blah. He knows who you are. Yeah. And so, um,. Basically, Tap had been paying Adam to spy on Larry. Yes. And in the bag that the hacksaws were in, there was also um, some photos of Gordon's um, infidelities. <laughs> well, yes. him meeting with somebody. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, it was a whole plethora of things. So it did, like, at the start of the movie, it's like, well, why, like, you know, why did you strategically place that bag in the... the you know, it's clearly that he's put Adams put that the the saw bag in the um, bathtub with a purpose, which yeah. comes out at this point. So they get the phone call saying he knows who he is, and Larry's like, you know, my wife just said you know who I am, and Adam outs with it. You know, some big tall black dude with a big old scar on his throat was paying me two hundred dollars a night to take photos of you, um, which is when Larry clues on that it is tap. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, he, like, throws the photos across um, and he's like, oh, you know, I remember it all now. I know how I got abducted. And he'd fallen asleep after taking photos of Larry. As we did see in Larry's montage, you see, like, he puts his head, like, like his hands, head in his hands and you see a flash happen. Yeah. And it turns out that that flash was Adam. He's like, you don't remember having a photo taken of you in the car park? Um and he throws the photos across and he's like, I remember what happened now. And he talks about how uh, we see how he had come home from that night of taking those photos. And he'd, um, you know, right after he's obviously left that car park is when Larry gets attacked and taken. Yeah. And then after that, Adam's gone home to do his photos. He wakes up in his bread room, but all his lighting is off. So strategically, he's using his camera to light the house to see things. Yeah. Um, and Which yeah. is just spooky. He yeah, finds I know the puppet. It's, yeah, it's like some fake frame stuff right there, like real petrifying. Yeah, the puppet laughing. I would have attacked it with a bat too. Oh, I just would have ripped its head off. I would have yeah. screamed and ripped its head off. Yeah, I'd be squealing as well. <laughs> and the really, um, the really messed up thing is that that puppet is made from scratch. It oh, is. I love it. It was never found. Like you know, most times you know we found this really creepy thing at an antique store. No. James Wan made this thing. I love that. He created it and it's just... Because it looks like Jigsaw's created it as well. Yeah. It's so... It really builds into... It's just what helps round out this movie is such an amazing movie is it gives it that genuine, like, realistic feel. The DIY. Yeah, That's what it is. It really, yeah, it really builds that, like... Because it makes you feel like you could you could do that like it looks like something some kid put it together in a paper mache class which is you know yeah that's 
you know. Terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Puppets scare me. Puppets and dolls terrify me. And my grandma recently went to Monte Cristo in Juni. Oh, wow. And there's a... I've been there a few times. It's amazing. And there's a woman who has started displaying her doll collection there. Oh, that would be creepy. Yeah, no. Fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) No. No. And Grandma's like, oh, it's really cool. (laughs) I bet. I bet it's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, you think Monte Cristo's haunted now? Yeah. (laughs) It's like 20 times it now because of the fucking dolls that this lady brought in. The crazy jigsaw dolls. (laughs) Oh. So, um, they're. So, in that, those group of photos, Adam actually finds a photo that he didn't take. And it is a photo of Zep. Yes. And we've yeah. already know we already know that Zep is the captor because we saw through Tap's um, camera that it's him. Yes. But um, Gordon is now like, "Holy fucking shit, you son of a bitch!" Yeah, this is an orderly from my hospital who's doing this. Yeah. Which we find out later. There's a big twist to all of that, which is amazing and just so brilliantly set Again, up. Again, it just ties everything together. Yeah. Um, and Sorry. No, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, this is when it hits six o'clock. Yes. And shit, hell just breaks loose. Mm-hmm. Because um, Zep goes in, obviously, with his gun and he's telling Allison time's up. Uh, Larry's failed. Uh, I have to like you you have to die yeah um and allison like wrestles him she's so badass yeah so so she manages just before this i think he walks away for some reason and as he has to come back she's sort of loosened herself and she's like mommy just needs you to be strong and she gets herself out of it and then she pretends to tie herself back up when she when he comes back and that's when she's able to wrestle him, which I thought was super brave of her. Because, again, yeah, me that too. fight or flight being a mother, you'd be like, I need to do anything I can to protect my child. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if they didn't put that in the film, I would have been – I wouldn't have noticed that it was missing. But I would yeah. kind of would have been like, why? What, what happened to them? What happened to them? Yeah. yeah so exactly. they kind of create a story arc for every single person in that movie. Yeah. Except for the female detective. She just kind of, she disappears. She's kind of there. Yeah. But everybody else has a start, a middle, an end. Everybody. It's amazing. And nobody, in a horror film, I think that's really hard to do that for, you know, eight different characters. Yep, exactly right. And yeah, yeah, obviously during this struggle, gunshots ring out and that's when Tap's just like, shit, something's going on over there. Yeah. Makes his way across. And he um he goes over there and they because Ta- Zep's been shot in the leg by Allison stabbed like, in yes. the leg with a pair of scissors. Oh, that's right. Oh, yep, that she was gets so scissors brutal. Out of the drawer. Yep, and she stabs him in the leg. Yeah, that was. I was like, you are so cool. Yep, she's so crafty. That's like holy. That's good awareness of your surroundings. Just like I have scissors in this drawer, I can. I'm use gonna go them. over here. I'm gonna fucking fuck your shit up. Yep, exactly it. <laughs> she, um, yeah, I and I know she's not in the movie that much, but she makes such an impact. She really it's, does. She's great. Exactly right. Even like that scene right sort of at the start when they're telling um, Larry's story and how she's like, you know, it, it shows the breakup of their relationship. Like she yeah. clearly knows that he's cheating and stuff like that. That something's so, going on. And, yeah, like, exactly. Because she's the, saying, um, 
why do you stay if you're not happy? Yeah. And he's claiming he is and she's just like, you know, I'd rather you say you hate me, at least there'd be some passion in it. Yeah. Um, so it's basically setting up the arc of a loveless marriage at this point. Yeah. Um, and for and, why Larry is there. Yeah. And also it does set up earlier in the movie why Zap's there as well because they talk about, like, the young girl, she's like, I, um, there's a man in my room type thing yeah and then it shows her their abduction at the home as well like him coming out of the bedroom like you know sorry little girl type thing and yeah it um, really those scenes terrify me because home invasions are like my least favorite horror movies i hate having my wardrobes open and stuff like that so i can't i don't have wardrobes in my room thank god yeah no i've got sliding (laughs) doors and it just petrifies me i hear the cats move them and i freak out because cats like to get in the wardrobe and they know how to and i hear the doors move and i'm like someone's gonna get me so that sort of yeah that's it that sort of thing petrified i'm not gonna sleep tonight I'm probably going to get coming for me and watch uh, Haunting of Hill House because oh, um, no. Haunting of Blind Manor comes out soon. Uh, so I really, really want to watch it and finish yeah. it because it's a Mike Flanagan film and he did Doctor Sleep. And, oh, nice. um, Sorry, it's a TV show. And Mike yeah. Flanagan, who did Doctor Sleep, he's I loved Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. It's oh. Have you seen it? I haven't, no. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it oh, yet. Oh, my God, it's so good. It's I not scary. To. It's just fantastical and magical. I love that sort of stuff. I'll have to watch it. And, like, for that, for a horror film, is like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. It's just really cool. The only thing yeah. is, like, there's obviously dead people because they see yeah. ghosts. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everything is starting to come together. It like, really is. why everybody is there. Adam's there because he, you know, um, and, he, and um, Jigsaw actually calls him, a, uh, calls him out on his voyeurism. Yes. You know, like, you watch people from the dark and blah, 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 blah. Now you're going to know what it think, feels like to be watched. Is he a stalker? Is he a creep? Yeah. Is he, is he and a... And that's what I thought too. Yeah. But he's basically just a PI photographer. Gets, yeah. You find out he gets paid to take photos of people for their indiscretions. Yes. And I think that it's kind of... That makes you question his actions too. You know, like, is he exactly. a bad guy for doing that? Yeah, exactly it. But at the same time, he talks about like how he lives in a, like a like a you know shoebox apartment, struggling to feed himself week to week. So it's kind of like you know, yeah, he's doing what he can to make ends meet. Yeah, and it's like, do you punish him for that? Yeah, like how does that work? So yeah, yeah. and we find out obviously Larry's there because he's apparently cheating on his wife. Although in the hotel scene, he doesn't actually do anything with the. The medical student, who we find out because we see her at the start of the film, um, there's actually no sexual interaction with them at all. He just leaves. Yeah. Yeah. After a very concerning phone call. Yeah. And they're actually talking about John, the cancer patient. Yeah. So, which I found really interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they were discussing his treatment. Everything goes back to him. Even Tap, um, Zep, everybody. Yeah. Are people who have, that. you know, interacted with him and his treatment or his life or whatever. Yeah. And this is, for me, like, for the most part of the movie, re-watching it, I, in my mind, I didn't remember it being so, like, the best way to describe it before it all made sense was, like, I was like, oh, this is just so convoluted. There's so much going on. Yeah. 
And then, you know, what makes you forget about how, like, how convoluted it can feel at the start is when it all ties in together at the end. Um, and I think that's one of the things I remember most is, like, I remember when I first watched it, I don't remember it being so convoluted because it all does come together at the end. Yeah. And, and so you forget to... that there's so many loose ends happening. But, yeah. And because at the together. end, there are no loose ends. Exactly it. They're all tied yeah. together. And it's just so fascinating. Yeah. And I think that that's why I love psychological thrillers that are considered horror movies. Like, American Psycho is another one of my favourite films. Yeah. Because it's just oh, it's just so... I hated the book. Um, yeah. Because uh, Brett Easton Ellis is just a pretentious prick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I love the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of scary that I think Brett Easton Ellis was 17 when he wrote American Psycho. Crazy. Yeah. That's wild. And it's just like, what's going on in your head? Are you a psychopath? (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm a sucker for like, when it comes to books, I'm a sucker for Stephen King books. Oh, Um, yeah. I've been reading Stephen King lately as well. Yeah. Because they translate really well to movies, especially when they do like the TVs. The TV movies, yeah. that are in the three installments. Like for me, The Shining is a great movie, but The Shining TV installment was like my favorite. There's a TV show. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a three part TV installment. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't know why it just it's it's cooler to me because yeah, yeah. Like instead of having like um the voice in the kid's mouth, they actually have like a like like a vision he sees basically oh of tony yeah he's my favorite character in the shining yeah so they have like a a vision of this guy it's really fascinating it's definitely something to watch um i love stephen king i really do salem's lot is probably just my favorite stephen king next to pet cemetery but not the remake the original yeah see my favorite is another three-part like tv movie installment and it's called rose red and it's oh i've got the book yeah, yeah, I, I love read it yet, Rose though. Red. I love Rose Red. It's one of I my feel favorites. like a lot of my uh, female uh, friends are massive Stephen King fans. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, my mum, who doesn't like a horror at all, like, would not watch a horror movie if you paid her, loves reading Stephen King and Dave- Dean Koontz, who are yeah. both horror, like, psychological horror writers. Because yeah. <laughs> they really write to set the tone. Yeah, I'm reading um, Doctor Sleep because yeah. it, it is really different to the movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, The Outsider, which wow. is a TV show on HBO. Ah, uh, yep, yep, I know the one. Yeah, so I want to watch that, but after I've read the book. Yeah. Because I was like, I, uh, I love reading the books, but if I watch the show, like, I just won't read it. I'll be like, oh, yeah. it's fine. The only one I'll watch is Mr. Mercedes and not worry about the book. Yeah. That and um, I really want to watch Castle Rock. I don't know if you. That's kind of like a merging it. of Stephen King universe. I love it. I have to look yeah, into it. It's really cool. And then yeah. there's um, what was the last one? Oh, I watched it recently. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> and Needful Things is one ah. of my favorites. Absolute favorites. It's so yeah. witty. I think that's why I really love it. You know, the devil coming to town to collect some souls, cause <laughs> some shit. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the loose ends are all starting to be tied together. Yes. And um, Zepp is chased by Tap. Yes. And he Zepp's heading towards where Adam and um, Larry are. And in this time, um, 
Because six o'clock's hit. Larry cuts off his foot. Yes. Yeah, because <sighs> he hears, he gets the phone call and he hears, um, like, Ali say that he's out of time, um, yeah. bad luck type thing, and then he hears the scuffle and the gunshots and he freaks and he's like, I've got to save my family. Yeah. And he knows, he, like, ties off his leg to cut off the circulation, basically like a tourniquet. Um, and starts cutting into it. Which the I thought, sounds for this? Yeah, it, it's petrifying. And one thing that really sort of I paid most attention to was kind of like the realism in how yeah. like, it would all happen. Like you see how he starts cutting in and the blood happens. And I, I work with veins. I put needles in veins on a daily. I don't know how you do it. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm only a week deep and I'm still settling in, but I've done that phlebotomy course and stuff like that. And like I did have a client where I went a little bit too slow with my needle into her vein and because she had a lot of blood pumping and a nice thick vein there, it did go whoop and squirt everywhere. Ugh. I mean, and, like blood doesn't bother me at all. I think it's so cool, but uh, I just, yeah, I was like putting a needle in someone that it freaked me out. I was, like, hiding my excitement, but I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I was, like, washing my arm, like, taking off the blood and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, I don't but, um, want her to think I'm crazy. Yeah, exactly. It just hide my excitement. Um, thankfully, I was wearing a mask so she couldn't see how big I was smiling. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, like, just the realism of it as well, like, seeing the blood spurt up onto Larry's face and stuff like that. Like, that had happened. Yeah, that's how it happens. That's what happens when you cut through veins and arteries and stuff like that. And obviously, you very quickly see Larry disin like like um like the, the color in his face. Yeah, is he's just... really he's taken a downward turn quickly because like there are major arteries down there that if you yeah. cut through, you will bleed out in minutes. I was going to say happens. I don't know what's I don't think the um what's the artery in your thigh the um. It's not uh, your carotid. It's not, it's not your carotid artery. Um, I should know this uh. one because I've really just studied it. But I know I know what you mean, yeah. It's like your, the one of the main ones. That, I don't think it arterial. goes all the way to your foot, though. No, I don't think it goes all the way down. To, like, your thigh. Yeah. Yeah, I think it I think. Yeah, stops around about your thigh. Because they do an ECG in the groin, which is through that major vein. Yeah. So, yeah, Ew. it doesn't go too far down. I am... Um, when I... Because... Uh, getting blood tests and stuff. I've never really been bothered by it. I used to really overreact at school when it was like vaccination time because I was like, I'm so scared of needles because everybody else was like freaking me out. Yeah. But I'm not someone who's scared of needles at all. Yeah. See, I don't like them coming at me, but I Mm. can administer them. That's so strange. I have to watch. I have to watch it going into, so I know when it's going to prick me. Yeah. After that, it's fine. But I have really dark veins in my, um, like in here. What, yeah. I don't, what's that? Your elbow ditch. And uh, so yeah, when we I call get that, blood test yeah. done, the that's your cubital fossa. Ah, I learn something yeah. new every day. Yeah, that yeah that so, elbow um, ditch area. The, yeah, the nurses are always grateful because they're like, "Oh, thank God, I can see your vein. It's so big." Yeah. See, <laughs> but, I'm but, like, tattooed it's right like, the way can, up. Mine's oh yeah, purple. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I'm tattooed all the way up, and with veins, oh. it's always done by feel, not by sight, because like yeah. you may be able to see it under there, but it doesn't guarantee it's there. Um, yeah. 
And luckily, like the way the feather in my uh, cubital fossa sits, it actually runs in the exact direction that my vein runs. So you can okay. use that as a guide to get into it, which is really nice. fun. Totally not intentional. It's just kind of how it happened. But mine, like, sit, thank God. mine are really deep set. Oh, really? So, so mine go- are so close to the top. Oh, which is perfect for like um, donating and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, I'm actually going mine. to donate soon, hopefully, because I was oh, waiting yeah. for it to be a certain amount of time since my last tattoo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with, I should be able to donate. In fact, I believe it's being released today. Um, we've done some revisions and it's been decided that tattooing, um, it, you don't have to wait for... Oh, for, just yeah. piercings? Uh, I'm not sure. They're still, we're still working yeah. that bit out. But with tattoos, you can now donate plasma every two weeks again instead of having to wait. Oh, for wow. Months. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Because I yeah, knew they, so they changed the time limit. Because I yeah. think the last, I, it used to be 18 months. Yeah. So I, and then I they just hit to, 18 months. Yeah, and then they dropped it to six, and then they dropped it to four. Yeah. And now if you're donating plasma, you can donate every two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Nice, because I haven't donated plasma before. I've donated blood. Yeah, I've done I, whole blood. I don't have – yeah, I'm trying to convince my dad because my dad has a rare blood type. So I'm like, dad, yeah, you got to go. Yeah, definitely. Whole blood. He's O, so yeah. he's got O Whole blood he's great for, and plasma he'd be really good for as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll and if you've got good him. veins, you're always good for plasma. Plasma you can do every two weeks because what happens okay. through the process is your red blood cells get given back to you, which is obviously not yeah. what happens when you do whole bloods. So you recover a lot quicker. Okay. Um, so, yeah, what they do is they take the plasma out, um, they mix an anticoagulant into your blood to make sure it doesn't clot before they put it back in. Um, yeah. It's all separated in this fancy little tube. Plasma goes down, citrate and blood go into a reservoir. And then they feed them back to you. And just to help you on the mend as well, there is a little bit of saline that goes in at the end too. Yeah, just make it a little bit easier to So, yeah, that's why you can donate so frequently is because you're getting those red cells Well, you know what? I might go next week. I'm on annual leave, so. Exactly. It's so worth it. And it's, you know, you're saving a minimum of 18 lives per donation with plasma. Because That's they use amazing. plasma for so many things. Yeah. Um, you know, um, most commonly, like, plasma is used for, like, cancer patients and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, same with whole bloods. Generally, they go straight to cancer patients. You know? Yeah. They make our biggest demographic of um. I just need. don't even know my blood type. They tell you. So when you oh, donate, okay. yeah, you can download the app and they put all those details on the app. So I had no oh, idea cool. what I was. Um, I downloaded the app and I think about a week later they let me know that I'm an A positive. Oh, cool. I think I'm I think I might be A negative. Yeah. But they they tell I'm you everything. Sure. They test your blood and stuff like that as well. So if there's anything yeah. that screens through, they can tell you. Um yeah. that's how my mum's partner found out he had cancer was through giving plasma. Oh wow. Yeah, because they test it before they do anything. Yeah, they'd have to. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that terrifies me now. (laughs) And then plasma is used to make vaccinations and stuff like that as well. Okay, you've convinced me. I'm sold. Yeah, plasma is definitely, it's what we're most in demand for now. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen a lot of that and a lot of friends donating and, and, and doing that. So it's really awesome. I've always been really weary because I'm used to get tattooed, you know, like every six months. Mm-hmm. And so I've never been able to donate. And now I'm like, okay, well, I'm not getting tattooed for a while. So Yeah, and that's why I donated earlier this year. Um, yeah. And I think, like, I've got really good veins, so I think I'd be a good candidate for plasma. So, Yeah. Can I book on the app? 
You can, yes. Oh, that's easy, because I know where the Red Cross is. It's near my old work, so. Yeah. I used to work in the tax office. Good old tax office. There you go. (laughs) It's such good money, everyone, if you want to work at the tax office. Really good money. I bet. I bet. On a Saturday, I used to get, like, $60 an hour. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. (laughs) Love it. So, um, he's cut his leg off. And he also shoots Adam. So he cuts his leg off, he crawls across, he gets the gun from the guy that's laying on the floor because, you know, obviously um, the blood is all dried up and gross and everything's disgusting. And um, so he shoots Adam. And um, And again, it's that fight or flight, like, I have to protect my family, something's happening to them. Yeah, he's like, I've got to get GTFO, I've got to get out of here. And um, so Zep at that, he shoots Adam, and then Zep opens the sliding door. So we find out the door's a sliding door, not a push-open door. Yeah. God damn it. God Could have made a whole world God of damn difference. it, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Zep, he steps over the body, and so Adam's behind him, and he's mm. saying to Larry, you know, um, you got to die. It's, it's the rules. Yes. It's too late. And this is the rules. Yeah. And so at that moment, Adam uh, regains consciousness and beats uh, Zep to death with a toilet lid. Yes. With a cistern lid. Yeah. And um, Which is really brutal because you don't yeah, actually prob- see it, but, but you see the, the blood start the to film. build up. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I think he's yeah. dead. <laughs> and um, so then... <laughs> Larry's like, you stay here. And they kind of share a really nice moment together when they're mm-hmm. finally in close contact to one another, like one another. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go get help, which we find out in a later movie. I think number three, that <laughs> help never came for Adam. So no. yeah, it's pretty disappointing. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, maybe it was number five or something. And Somewhere um, yeah. So <clears throat> He he leaves and well he's Zep not quite is... left yet because Zep is dead on the floor and that's when Adam like is looking for a key or something. Yes. Um, so no, finds... Larry's left. Larry's out at this point. Oh, yeah. He's crawled away because he's not in the end scene. So yes, yeah, yeah. And at the while um, Adam's looking through, he finds a tape, mm-hmm. a tape deck, exactly the same one as what. They listen to the tapes. And that's when it clicks in his head. He's like, holy shit. And he listens to the tape. And the tape is basically telling Zepp, you have to kill Allison and Diana. Um, because you've got a poison in your Because he's got poison. I don't know where the antidote was for his poison. Uh, I believe the Jigsaw had it. He's like, I, Oh, Jigsaw I, did have it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I wasn't too, I wasn't too sure, because I can't remember that bit. And mm-hmm. so Adam's like, "Holy fuck, this guy was one of us. Like he was mm-hmm. playing the game too." Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens at this point? Yeah, well, as he's discovering what's going on and everything's clicking for Adam, the dead body in the middle of the floor that's been there that whole time gets up, pulls the fake wound off of his head, just comes to. And mentions to Adam, the key is in the bathtub. Like, the key to your lock is in the bathtub. 
and then just walks out and closes the door. Yeah, and that's and when that's they what... have um, all the flashbacks of showing everything connecting together. That mm-hmm. this guy is actually a patient of Larry, and it's just insane. It... Yeah. And then it and... also shows, like, the key going down the drain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. oh, fuck. And that's where Adam Clegg's like, fuck, I'm stuck here. Yeah. That's and he like, even said, said at the start of the movie on the tape, you know, this might be the room that you die in. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. and that just, uh, that end scene um, when, because mm. he, he also shocks him as well. Yeah. Again. And um, so as he's leaving, he says, you know, most people are so ungrateful to be alive, but not you, not anymore. Mm. And he slams the door before like after he says to Adam game over and you're just like what this close it's like he was so close to getting out of there I know and it's so like I said it's so baffling to me that this could have gone a whole different way if Adam hadn't have lost the key down the drain yeah like they could have just unlocked and walked out like they could have just you know, it's I could have so just them, fascinating. Have left. Yeah, yeah, it's oh. blows my mind. It's yeah, just so it's brilliantly those, written. It really is. It's so like it's so well put together, and like I said, it just stands the test of time. Like you know, watching yeah. it today versus watching it like eight years ago or whatever is like it. It really holds up, no matter what, and it is just going to be one of those timeless psychological horrors. Yeah, well, Bloody Disgusting named it as one of their um, top 50 most influential horror films of the decade. Yeah, which 100% it is. Yeah. It is just... And I think uh, uh, one Australian outlet named it, like, in the top 100 best horror movies of all time. Yeah, and I can agree with that because it really is just so well put together. Like, everything from the cinematography to the atmosphere to... Um, you know, just the sounds that go with it and the acting and it, the, the writing. It's just, it really is like a seamless movie. It's just, uh, I just really, I, oh, I just love it so much because um, James Wan basically went to Lee and said, I've got this idea for a movie. It's two guys in a bathroom and a dead dude in the middle of the room. You write the script. <laughs> Like, write the script, write the story around it. Yeah, that's cool. And it's just so crazy. And, you know, um, James Wan, he he did so well because he didn't focus on anything that was unnecessary in the film. Exactly. Everything was necessary. Key. Mm -hmm. Key to the film. There was no fluff. Yeah. Everything you saw, you needed needed for for everything to come together. Yeah. And, and like you that said, that was... like it just ties so well together at the end too. Like it feels like a lot as he's starting the movie, but as it all comes together, you're like, oh, this makes sense. And it really brings the whole thing into perspective at the end. And it really just, yeah. it's that perfect climax. It's just brilliant. And because I think um, James Wan and Lee did um, the first two and then mm-hmm. they sold the rights off. And that's when it basically turned into torture porn after yeah, that. Yeah, exactly because right. Because, yeah, Hostel did so well. Yeah, 
The first two were great, and then after that, yeah. I really sort of lost my mojo with it. Yeah, I think I watched up until five, and then I mm. lost interest. But then James Wan went on to do uh, The Conjuring Universe. Yeah. And so that's all his films, and mm. so is all, uh, most of Paranormal Activity, maybe the first mm-hmm. three. I don't know if yeah. he did the whole universe. It's definitely his forte. Yeah. <laughs> just really messed up movies with yeah. just incredible story building and characters mm-hmm. and everything he does, like I said, in the sort, nothing unnecessary. Exactly. It. Everything has its place and its yeah. purpose and it's just beautiful. And it's so weird to say that about yeah, a Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. And, like, for some reason in my mind, I thought it was so much more gory than it actually is. It is yeah, just me more too. psychological than anything else. Mm. And that's what gets you, is it's just, yeah, it's it really does. Just And I love so that well. everyone, every single, every single movie is about appreciating your life. And that's why I say, mm-hmm. is Jigsaw a protagonist or an antagonist? Yeah, exactly. And it gives you that, and again, it comes back to that morality thing that you were talking what about. What would you think? What would you it's... do to people in those situations? Exactly right. Yeah. How would you make someone appreciate their life? Exactly. It's a bit nuts, huh? Mm-hmm. I can't remember the other deaths in number two. Maybe I'll watch that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember, yeah, there's, like, the people that get caught in the box. There's that needle bath. Um, yeah. Yeah, I lose it from there because I just remember being petrified mm. of, like, Chinese finger traps and stuff because I thought I was going to lose fingers. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. It's just brilliant. And the everything's new. Not mm. new, but never been done before. And now people are trying to... Replicate. They really set this standard for, yeah. for that kind of movie. Yeah. And it's really great how they incorporated other genres into it with the thriller and the psychological and the, you know, police investigation with, you know, um, it's just everything. Like, so many different elements. It just ticks elements. every box. It really does Pardon? just tick every box. It does! Yeah. I, 10 like... out of 10 for me. All yeah. the time. Yeah, I agree entirely. And I did message Ned earlier, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's it's good. But then I was like, okay, the um, the aging of the film, like the way it looks aesthetically, is very different to what we're used to now. So yeah. watching something made 16 years ago and how it was filmed is obviously very different to what you'd want to watch now. But mm. everything else, no fault. Yeah, but like like I said, for me, it's one of those movies that's just timeless. Like the cinematography yeah. and everything of it, to me, it just stands the test of time. Like I don't remember it any differently. It's all like it's all just everything just sticks because yeah. it is just one of a kind. Yeah, and they're actually inspired by the Blair Witch Project, I believe, oh, which is strange, but I think it's more the aesthetic of the Blair Witch, like this very raw DIY mm-hmm. style film. Yeah. And yeah, so I can I can see where they were inspired in the aesthetic and and whatnot for that. Yeah. So, and like I said, it wouldn't it didn't need a soundtrack. It didn't need music because that everything else everything. was enough for atmosphere. The lighting, the tone, the mm-hmm. the filming style. That yeah, didn't even need a mute. I don't need I don't need a Freddy vs Jason soundtrack for right. Yeah, no, you don't need it when you've got atmosphere like that that really just yeah. sets the tone. Oh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna watch number two tonight now. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So, um, before we wrap up, I usually ask people what the last horror movie they watched is. Uh, the last horror movie I watched was the second installment of It, the newer one. Oh, cool. Um, I had a little movie night with my bestie over Netflix Party and we watched that. Netflix Party? What? Yeah, so Netflix have an application called Netflix Party where you can watch the movie, watch a movie at the same time and it has a chat bar on the side as well so you can chat while you're watching the movie. I never knew that. Yeah, it's just a web browser attachment and it is awesome. So I definitely recommend Netflix Party. Oh, I'm going to recommend it to Ned. Yeah, so like the person who's hosting dictates sort of like how the movie plays and stuff like that. Um, so she was hosting, so she played the movie and we had the chat bar up and it doesn't make any noise during the movie. So you can just chat away to each other while you're, while you're watching. Brilliant. so brilliant. I love it. I love that. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So Um, it chapter two and, um, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I actually haven't watched them yet. I hated the original It with um, Oh, I loved it. (laughs) Because my brother, like I said, my brother sat on me and forced me to watch it. Um, So coming into it again as an adult, it was a big step for me. But I I loved them. I think they were done really well. Yeah. I I might watch them because I really like Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Oh, he's phenomenal in it. Yeah. He's in Castle Rock. Oh, I'll have to watch it then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in Castle Rock. Um, I really liked him in Hem- Hemlock Grove. I don't know if you've watched that. I haven't. That's no. on Netflix. Um, it's a vampire werewolves show, Love but it. really brutal. Yeah. Like, n- not like a romanticised, I'm 15 watching The Vampire Diaries kind of movie yeah. at all. Not yeah. at all. It's, oh, it's freaking phenomenal. Um, for me, I didn't watch a, I haven't watched a horror movie for a while. Um... No, I think I... Oh, I watched Scare Package, which is an anthology on Shudder. It's really cool. It's just body gore, and it's just cracked me up. (laughs) But, um... Because it is a comedy. It's meant to be funny. Uh, But I actually just finished watching Nurse Ratched. Yeah, I've heard On Netflix. Yeah, I've heard that's good. My sister watched it, and she's not one for that kind of film and, like, that aesthetic of a film, because it's very American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are from American Horror Story on it. Yeah. Um, Sarah Paulson, who's one of my favourite actresses in yes. the whole freaking world. Um, mm. And then oh, Charlie something. He came over from American Horror Story. So he was in the third season. Oh, wow. And he played... Uh, did you watch American Horror Story? Little Bits and Pieces. He was in Freak Show. He played um, yeah. Dandy. D- Dandy? Yeah. He was uh, a little bit weird in that. But he he's frickin' the whole... Oh, just every second blew my mind. And I was yeah. watching it yesterday, waiting for Ned to get here. So I watched, like, four episodes. And every episode I'm messaging my sister, like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, right? And then what's so funny is our youngest sister was basically up to the same point in the show that I was, also messaging our middle <laughs> sister, saying, what the hell am I watching? I love that. <laughs> yeah, Family so, affair. Yeah, where my younger sister, Rebecca, she's into horror movies. Um, she know. won't watch Chucky because she watched it when she was Chucky. really young. See, I love it. It terrified Chucky's her. Chucky's one of my favourites. She was eight when she watched it. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, not a good idea. Maybe younger. 
I didn't make yeah. oh, it was family friends um, mm-hmm. I'd never do that to her but she actually made a joke the other day and like my sister doesn't have that much of a sense of humour like she's never been a funny person <laughs> that's really yeah. mean Beck. if you listen to this I really love you um, <laughs> she made a joke in our group chat about how she's going to come as Chucky to our Halloween party ah! and I was just like why would you do that I love it my grandma's like, she was joking. I was like, oh. See, when uh-huh. I was younger, my my brother did the whole, like, we watched, like, uh, The Ring or whatever it was. Yeah. And then he left the room and he called the house from the bedroom. And my did cousins the whole, did like, that. seven days. And I was like, fuck. I was, like, hiding behind the couch watching that movie. I was petrified. I actually am, f- I'm recording an episode in two weeks with someone who their first horror movie was The Ring. Oh, that's exciting. And I was like, oh, now I have to rewatch it. Oh, petrifying. <laughs> yeah, there's a few that I that are coming up where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to watch that movie, mm. but I will. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm filming, uh, I've got, I'm recording an episode on Saturday or Sunday doing Halloween. So that'll be Hell fun. Hell yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. And I'm talking with Simon at the moment. Uh, I think we're doing Wolf Creek. Heck yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. It's very exciting. And I've got a an amazing YouTuber from uh, the States. She's Ooh, from exciting. the Bloody Disgusting podcast. And Ooh, she exciting. also has a YouTube channel, The Real Queen of Horror. Oh, I love um, it. Zena Jackson. Zena Jackson, sorry. Um, That's she's amazing. I love everything she does. I watch her YouTube videos every day at the gym. So, so exciting. <laughs> she's a riot. And she chose a movie called, um, oh, I can't remember, Beyond the Door. And it's about Ooh. a possessed baby. So Ooh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm Hi. I'm going to be starstruck talking with her. So yeah, I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thanks. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. And then um, I'm also talking. Ho- oh, hopefully, uh, one of the directors from one of the scare package shorts. Heck so yeah. yeah, and it was my favorite short that That's cracked me up. up. Like I was cackling in my bedroom. And my grandma's like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, oh, this guy just ripped off this dude's leg and he's beating him to death with it. (laughs) And my grandma's like, you are sick. I was like, no, if you watched it, it's funny. It's funny, yeah. You'd get it. You'd get it, grandma. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) Because I'm a body gore fan, so. I love love over-the-top gore in a funny horror movie. Yeah. Because it just cracks me up. Yeah. Because it would never be possible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I love that sort of stuff too. There's another scene where a chick chucks like her stalker in a in a wood chipper, and I was oh, like, yes! I love that sort of scene. Like you have wood, to watch it. In a wood it's chipper so much is fun. my favorite. It's great. It cracked me up. I'll definitely have to check it out. <laughs> and then I watched Wolf Cop. You have to watch Wolf Cop as Wolf well. Wolf Cop. I'm gonna yeah. have to look that up. Just <laughs> the just name like, really? of it is intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It that is funny. Yeah. I love I love a good comedy horror. Like yeah. Evil Dead. I talked yes. to my dad. My dad's like, oh, Evil Dead terrified me. I was like, what? No way. What? And then I realized maybe my dad watched it in his teens and that kind of stuff would have been pretty scary then. Yeah. I was like, definitely. no, Evil Dead is hilarious. Yeah. I stan Bruce Campbell, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um. Can you please, for our outro, tell people where we can find you on the social medias? Uh, on the social media, you can find me at uh, Gem the Piercer on everything. So J E M the Piercer. 
Um, you can also find me uh, at The Pop Culturists. Every Wednesday night we do on Twitch forward slash The Pop Culturists a wrestling podcast called The Young and the Wrestlers. Um, and then once a month we also have the bonus uh, PPV, like the pay-per-view episodes as well, which we have one of those coming up this week. Um, and yeah, just anywhere all over the socials, Gem the Piercer and the Pop Culturists, that's where you'll find me. Awesome. Well, um, thanks for coming on and talking about Saw. It was so much fun. It was so fun. Like, it's so nostalgic and it was very exciting. That's why I wanted to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm so glad that you let me me be a part of this. This is super exciting. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you are a part of it. Thanks. And I've got a cat scratching at my door crying. Oh, good. (laughs)